Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host this week, Tony Ann. And with me, I have got Nick, Ariat, and Dylan. Say hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, hey y'all. Once again, Michael is off this week, so I will be holding down the fort. He did, however, leave me a little note he wanted me to read to y'all before we get started. So here we go. From the desk of Michael the Maverick. My darling dishers, the nippy, shout out to Whitney, autumn air has set in. And of course, I decided to vacation further south because I haven't pulled my furs out of storage. I lied to the gang and told them I was working, but they'll understand later. As I sip my champagne, I have been reading all the lovely DMs that have been sent to me over the past months. And I have two things to say. Like Boomerangs and Stefano Demera, I will return. I love each and every one of you. See you guys really soon. I would write a longer letter, but there is a waitress that is a that is catching my eye and darlings i can't help myself ciao michael the maverick he's so dramatic he really is but we would not have him any other way and you enjoy your fun in the sun and hurry on home michael miss you yes we do the podcast is not the same without you but we will happily hold down the fort until you return having said that we actually have a few interesting news items to discuss this week. I do love when we have a busy news segment as well as busy stories. So let us hop in. First things first, Day of Days will be virtual for the second year in a row. It will stream November 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the NBC, Facebook, and YouTube channels. Are we excited? We're, we're, who wants to start? <laughs> Well, maybe you should, because like you're an international fan, so I feel like this is like a, a really big deal for y'all since it's accessible and you guys get to participate. Yeah, it is, it does feel more inclusive, and I know a lot of international fans feel like they're more included and thought of. Okay, the time difference is a bit. Like it's gonna be real start really late for some of us, like midnight for me. But that's fine. It's uh, I'm okay. I I can sacrifice <laughs> a night. I always stay up. But anyway, always you're always <laughs> up. <laughs> but it does feel. I know a lot of base fans miss in person day of days. But like generally, I feel like this includes every single fan and it's just not just for fans in the u.s or in canada but like the whole world and you feel like we're included and i like it and i i think it's kind of like i love how they're setting this up as compared to last year because now it's going to be on youtube and facebook and as opposed to doing the website yeah because last week, yeah. last year, what they did is they did it on Saturday and they did it in like different sessions. Like, so a bunch of content would unlock at a certain point and it was on a website, which is great in theory, except nothing unlocked on time. Yeah, I remember the struggle. Because we didn't we didn't even know what what time zone the clocks were set to. I don't know. Yeah, that was so, a mess. <laughs> I don't recall so this, that. But like, yeah, because... So this this is going to be so much better. Um, they and they have been 
recording content for Day of Days for the last few weeks. Um, Bill and Susan posted something on their Instagram that looks like it might have been Day of Days related. Uh, Robin Victoria said on a Zoom that I did that they've been recording content. So I'm really interested to see the, the behind the scenes content we get and any other content we might get. The fact that it's streaming live on Facebook and YouTube is going to make it a lot more accessible. I feel like once you start the stream, like you're just going to be hit with content after content after content, and it's going to be so much fun. I like that. Like, I like that it's going to be on YouTube. It's kind of smarter in some way. Yeah. But with the other, you should just pick and choose what you want to want to watch. But for someone who's going to download the content, YouTube is easier because I had to like screen record everything last year. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do this. I want to see what quote unquote topics they have or what they're going to show. Are they going to show montages? And I love this. Yeah. I love feeling included. So thank you, Days. This means a lot to us who can go um, in person and meet them. And like, shout out to Days for being the only soap that gives their fans a free event. Mm-hmm. Because even when you that go in person, even when you go in person, it's still completely free. I mean, yeah, you'll have to pay for airfare and stuff to get to California if you don't live there. But like, when you have General Hospital charging a thousand dollars for their conventions, remember that bullshit at Graceland? That was yeah. Who's <laughs> paying they for this look- shit? <laughs> Where was they all like, like hostages or something? It was a mess. It was it too was, much. I do it remember was that. Wh- so it's just like shout out to Days for not only giving us a free event, but when that event can't take place, for finding a way to give us something anyway. Like last year, yeah, Day of Days was definitely rushed, and there are some things that could have absolutely been done better, but we still got content, which they are the only soap that did that. And again, this year they took a little bit more time and they planned it. And I'm really excited to see exactly how that translates into the actual event. I'm really excited. Like whatever complaints you have about days, whatever show you prefer of the four network soaps that are left, days is the only one I feel like that's actually making an attempt to be innovative. Yeah. They're the only soap with an app. They're the only soap with their own emojis. You know, like Beyond Salem and Day of Day, like they're doing something. And yeah, sometimes there are some some bugs and some kinks that need to be worked out or whatever, but they are trying. And I feel like the other shows should follow their lead. And I mean, look at look at the press kits that some of the some of that day's PR sent some people for the devil possession. Yes, exactly. Like days is when it comes to innovation and when it comes to to thinking outside of the box and doing different things and and making an attempt. Days is whooping everybody else's ass, quite frankly. The best GH can do is fucking cutouts. Like, <laughs> yeah, standees. Like, come on. That merch shop is so sad. It's no. so sad. And I think Days even had listen, along with everything else, Days also has a merch. Like you can right. buy like you I can know. buy like a blanket and stuff like that, which which is which is fine, which is you know, they're not doing like cardboard cutouts of their cast members. 
but I, I like want- everybody's merch needs to be up like not everybody's merch needs an upgrade I love how they stay as current and relevant with the different things like like you guys said the app and all of that it just feels like they're trying to reach a, a younger audience as well also trying to find trying different to ways to exactly grow and adapt they're trying to find ways to survive where all the other soaps just seem to be complacent with existence nick do you have anything else you want to say about day of days before we move on um i'm happy it's happening especially considering the pandemic um it's good that they're doing it uh through video conference again why did i say that it's, it's kicking it's kicking in tony let's go ahead okay. <laughs> all right well next on our list of things to discuss uh eileen davidson will be making a pop-up appearance this upcoming week as the devil goes to new lanes to torture john and it looks like the devil might be transforming into eileen davidson's version of Kristen. i'm excited it's weird, but I get it. Like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me see if I. So, when the devil goes into Susan, she will transform into Eileen's Kristen. I think so. I think that's what we're headed for. It's <laughs> only on days, or maybe not only, but kind of only on days. What? But you know what, though, it's brilliant because it also allows them to be able to then use flashbacks that include Kristen. Yeah. I'm excited. Arlene, I, I cannot Arlene's wait. Kristen, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I thought the appearance went because of the way that they phrased it when they were like appearance. That's what I thought the appearance was going to be. I thought it was going to be flashbacks of Kristen of that time of, you know, the first story. This was not expected. So I'm just like, yeah, because apparently the ride with it. See what happens. Apparently, during the Beyond Salem press junket that she did in one of the interviews before Beyond Salem dropped, she mentioned working with Drake and Deidre. Now we all just assumed that that was For at Beyond some Salem. point during Beyond Salem, but Drake and Deidre never worked together. Drake, Deidre, and Eileen did not work together in Beyond Salem Ooh. at all. They, so right, they, they didn't. They didn't interact. She interacted with Anna and she interacted with Billy and Kyle. She did not interact with Drake, with John and Marlena, which means their scenes were for the main show. So I'm excited. And I, I know not everybody feels this way, but I am excited. I think it's a brilliant way to be able to then use her likeness in flashbacks to the original story because Kristen was a huge part of the original story. There are parts of the story they may want to flashback to that are going to involve her which would be a little bit difficult to do, I think, without doing this. I think it's an easy workaround for them to be able to use her likeness without having to pay her extra. Yeah. So it it works for me. I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited to see exactly how this is all going to play out. I'm just along for the ride. And honestly, after what we after what we watched air for a majority of this week, like. Pretty much anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't bat an eye when I when I realized she might show up as Kristen in one of these episodes. It's Satan. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Literally. But tra- but I will say <laughs> transitioning from Susan's uh, from Stacy Susan to Eileen's Kristen. If that moment in the promo is the moment right before her transition, 
That could be amazing. Hmm. Oh my god, and it happens next week. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm getting so excited. Those scenes, to be honest. I know. And also coming up next week, AJ from Backstreet Boys will finally be making his appearance as the prison transfer driver and will be sharing scenes with Kristen, Ava, and Gwen. Smells like a prison breakout to me. How does Gwen end up in jail? Like Gwen doesn't end up in jail. Kristen contacts her. Gwen is going to be coordinating this from the outside. Why? Kristen and Ava. I know that's what. I... <laughs> Wait, unless course, they know each other already. Kristen and Ava are in jail. Well, and yeah, they... that much I know. I'm, no, I but thought, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I'm Gwen was in, my I'm... in my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Gwen was in jail, but now you're saying she's not. Why would? What's her relation to Kristen? Unless Gwen answers Xander's phone. Oh. I'm thinking that <laughs> I'm I'm thinking it's gonna have it's gotta have something to do with that moment in the promo that we all did not realize. I, I think that's where that that moment comes from with yeah leaving her to go find Sarah. I think that's like her. I think that's like a dream or a fantasy or whatever. I think it's gonna be a nightmare about Sarah on that island, and that's how Kristen ropes her into this. She she I. I think it's Gwen being her own worst enemy and finding out and not telling Xander and Kristen figuring out that she knows. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like that twist. (laughs) And because honestly, and and we'll discuss- That's the only thing I can come up with. And we'll discuss this more when we get to the story aspect, but Gwen at this point has nobody except Xander. So this is the perfect time for her to find out that Sarah's out there. With Xander being her lifeline, She's not going to want to lose him, which means she's going to want to keep quiet because she knows how much Sarah means to him. So she knows that if he knows that Sarah was never really unfaithful to him, he's going to take off like a shot to go find her. And she literally has nobody else. They did this now, this reveal with Abby and, and the reveal of her secret now to put her in a position to be able to hide the truth about Sarah. Because if she still had Jack, she wouldn't hold on to the secret because she wouldn't be alone. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Very messy. (laughs) The way I need a BSB reference when aging. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be more than one. I hope he sings. I had to figure out what that was. I figured. (laughs) Listen, I grew up loving them. Me too. I just need one reference, please. I think it, we will, considering who's writing the show. So, but yeah, I, I actually look forward to that part. I don't know. And I know he, he was he was excited about doing it because it was his grand, you know, it was his grandma's favorite soap. So he he was thrilled when he did it. I cannot wait. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. And then something else to look forward to. Uh, Marla Gibbs returns as the Paulina Abe wedding gets underway the week of November fifteenth. I'm happy, y'all. I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> We've got a lot of good stuff coming up for the month of November. Daisy's doing sweeps right. I can't wait for her to interact with Mardevil. I need it. Olivia gets a bad vibe from Marley. You know? Oh, my God. She's going to send something. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to see her again. Yeah. Uh, me too. And it makes sense because remember, like right around the time she got her star, she said she had just finished up 
working with Jack, Jack A. on yeah. days. So we assumed that she was on screen this entire time. We didn't realize that she left and came back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, God. Everything in the next couple of weeks sounds so good. But now that we have talked about what is coming up in the next couple of weeks, let us hop into the discussion of what has happened on days this week. Now, I, I kind of did our outline a little bit differently this week uh, because a majority of the week was spent on days of The Walking Dead. What I did was we're going to kind of touch on the characters before the uh, undead started walking around Salem. Then we're going to focus on the undead and then we'll focus on everything else. Make sense? Yeah. For me. It makes complete sense. It just sounded crazy as you were explaining. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that was kind of the show this week. This show. <laughs> All right, so first things first, Abe and Nicole catch up in some really sweet scenes that we absolutely need more of. I love this relationship. Um, James and Ari work really, really well together. I could have done without the wraith propping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I (laughs) loved their scenes and I love that like he has no time for EJ. I did it. That was so cute. Because, like, when she said, I'm seeing someone, and his first question was, is he worthy? <laughs> my heart. Mm. That, yeah. that, that's my daddy. That is, like, that's such a dad thing. I just, I love their relationship. I love their, I want more of it. Like, I want Brandon yeah. back. I want them to really start playing the connection. And- yeah and james I, wants it too he wants brandon back he wants faye back from the dead like he would love for them right she's that she's dead oh my god yeah, I was, yeah. listen fake, when you said rape. that i was like what fake, fake rape killed her yeah. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot fake rape killed her. Yeah. technically it's ej's fault oh. yeah oh. Yeah, Nicole, get away from both of them. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but I mean, like, yeah, she has a lot of reasons not to hold EJ in the highest esteem. Yeah, yeah, which I know some EJMI fans don't want to recognize, but it is what it is. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's what makes EJ interesting. Yeah, I really did like the Abe and Nicole scenes. I also like the realism of them playing it like we know we need to do more of this. Hopefully, that was a hint of we're getting um us getting more stuff from them but i would did love like nicole that. to be there for him when his world drops out I, she needs to be at the wedding I, I didn't i didn't see her there but i would love for her to be there but like if he can kind of reconnect with nicole more more you know more seriously in the wake of losing lonnie that would be kind of perfect yeah. also i i want like Nicole and Lonnie to have some scenes because I feel like I feel like that could be a really good connection point for them for Nicole to be like look he may not be your biological father but that's not going to stop him from being your father because look at how he is with me and also too she understands what it's like to have an abusive piece of shit for a father yeah in terms of giving us this friendship well, yeah i would love lonnie and nicole to have some well why doesn't lonnie have friends period, period right for, 
I mean, well, like Lonnie and Ashley, of, Lonnie and Nicole, like do I don't know. There aren't any friendships on days. I've just noticed like, that. And it's it's glaringly obvious and awful. Like, like I, you don't I, even get to see and, Chloe and Belle that much. And like when no. we do get friendships, it's okay, we got like Nicole and Chloe, but otherwise it's like Jake and Ben or it's Ooh. typically for a plot reason. Yeah. Not to not because not they've been just, doing it consistently. It's typically just randomly for whatever plot they need to service at that at that time. Because Lonnie literally friends. has no friends except for Kristen. God. <laughs> I mean, she does she doesn't. she doesn't. You're not wrong. It's just a sad <laughs> state of affairs. We <laughs> <laughs> like, don't talk about their friendship. Can you that is built in conflict right there? If Bonnie and Nicole had been allowed to be like pseudo sisters and close, Lonnie's friendship with Kristen would have been that more drama. Yeah, that's family. Now you have family drama. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy and it's not like forced or contrived. It's right there. Like, just like Like if Brandon were here, Lonnie's friendship with Kristen would be like it's it's so weird they don't it's right there it's weird to think how islanded she is to eli and eli's side of the family and her family but enough like every, like it, it's weird like they don't do friendships and i don't know if that's a byproduct of how fast they film now so they don't have time to film things that don't service the story considering how much of scenes actually get cut <laughs> I don't possibly know. I just I think there's a way to um play up or beef up friendships across the canvas while still servicing the story because yeah. a lot of beats are very easy to play especially in the stories that they're playing out now it just depends on how you use it I do think also coming up considering the possibility of where Lonnie is going as a character I think we're going to hopefully see her venture out more maybe get some new friends on the way because yeah those pictures she posted and she was in the demir mansion like which picture she posted um sal posted a few pictures um last month i would say um and she was in the demir mansion (gasps) set i did not what Even did you realize that? that was the Demer mansion? <laughs> it is. Oh. So I'm kind of thinking whatever comes up for Lonnie, hopefully, if that's what we think, maybe she gets friends along the way. I mean, hopefully they're hopefully, crazy with Kristen. Either, or, no. or they're built or they're building up an Abby Lonnie friendship finally, since Marcy and Sal are such good friends. Like it's literally right there. So they yeah, I hope that. we get something because when it comes to friends, yeah, Lonnie needs some new friends. But then I think about the state of the show. No one basically has any friends if it, like Nick said, if it doesn't serve the plot. It's, yeah, it's glaring because on days it's such an e- it would be such an easy thing for them to yeah. do. And it was such an easy thing they did do. So now that they don't do it anymore, it's glaring. Like in the 90s, Billy, Kristen, and Jennifer were such close friends. Yes. I mean, not even, even reference that on Beyonce long. Not even that far back. Like they used to write friendships like a decade ago. So, like, 
I don't know what happened. I mean, they started one with Ben and Jake, but they dropped it for a long time and then just brought it back up. But it was specifically to service a very specific plot. So they can but, do it, but it, they do it at a, at convenience. Their, but their entire friendship, you could also argue, was to service a plot because that was our way of being introduced to Jake. Yeah, true. But it's something I'm in, coming into in this existence like that doesn't mean you have to drop it once the quote unquote story is finished. Well, yeah, I think I think they pivoted Jake out of mechanic orbit into Demera Hell, and well, he needs to go back to being a mechanic. Yeah. Speaking of Jake, however, Jake is cleared of any wrongdoing in Abe's shooting and the Philly murder, but Rafe is still holding him and Gabby is not pleased and I needed her to get the fuck out of that interrogation room. Now this the whole this it's so I was just so annoyed with this <laughs> all week. It is oh, oh like Gabby, I just, just I why of like I don't care. I don't care. It's whatever. I didn't even understand why Rafe was still holding him, to be honest. Probably paperwork or something like that. But, like, I need Gabby to have a seat and shut the fuck up because she talks way too much. <laughs> and, the, and, the fact that, and, and the fact that she's right is, I mean, yeah, she was right about yeah, Ava, that's the but, part. like, she's right, but you don't care because she's neglecting to mention the fact that she started this entire mess in the first damn place. She, she lacks so much self-awareness at this point that I really don't care if she's right about Eva. I mean, she is, but like, it's okay. so I'm, frustrating because- I'm, I'm gonna ask a question and I'm, I I might get uh, flambéed for this, but Nick Dillon, you can answer this better than, uh, you'll be able to answer this for me. Is she our Carly? Is yeah. she what? Yes. Is Wait, Gabby what? our Carly? Mm. <laughs> the only difference the only difference is that Carly admits that she's a judgmental hypocrite touche Carly's never held back on that <laughs> like, like self-awareness is not really her bag but she admits that yeah I'm do as I say and not as I do Whereas with Gabby, it's like, what do you mean I'm do as I say and not as I, like, she <laughs> doesn't, it, she doesn't own any, like, if she owned it, it would be, it would come off differently, but she doesn't own it. Like, she doesn't, she takes accountability when she can work it to her advantage. Her advantage. It, I, was, yeah. I was watching the scenes and I saw some of y'all tweets about her being irritating <laughs> i was like i don't see it yet and then i remember the exact moment it got to okay yeah i see what they're talking about <laughs> and was it, it was it before the walking dead or after or during it was before that because so what she, point, what she was just was going she was just going off on rafe about jake and i'm like oh, she's right but shut the fuck up like she's <laughs> <laughs> letting you what? even be in there yeah listen for me it started before during and after like the days of the walking dead but when 
listen, I wanted uh, Nick to smack her with that um, shovel because she was so annoying. <laughs> well, well, we'll get we'll get to that later. <laughs> but like the whole week, she annoyed me. She just didn't shut up. Like, <laughs> so also, if this if the charges have been dropped against Jake and it's exposed that he was involved in Zanetti's murder, that kind of like kills Ava and Philip's plans, right? Yeah, Ava and Ava and Philip's leverage has officially been neutralized because Abe not only was able to verify that Carmine was the one who shot him, he also said that he overheard Carmine admitting to being the one who committed the murder in Philly. I probably should have waited until you read the next part. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, that wasn't that wasn't uh, part of that. I was just me saying that. But speaking of Carmine, Carmine goes to Ava for an accommodations upgrade. She is unwilling to help any more than she already has. Um, I mean, not much of these specific scenes. We have to wait till we get to the. Really to the Charlie part. stuff, yeah, but like <laughs> when he when he just walked into her place, like, dude, what are you doing? I was ready like, for him to go. Like, <laughs> why are you walking into the police commissioner's house? Are you stupid? Yes, yes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just the peroxide he uses to dye his hair has oh gone to business. My God! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did I lie? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of hate you have for the random character is we lost Carmine like three weeks. <laughs> he just wasn't good. Like you're gonna cast somebody to cause trouble. For the love of God, this is who you cast, and it's not him as an actor. It's just the he's, role. It was so stereotypical. Every offensive Italian stereotype, and as an Italian, it offends me. Yes, that's that's it. <laughs> like, right. Good lord, I'm just ready for him to go because the story. Like the story was stupid to begin with. Central casting. It, it is like it. It was like ten. It, it was like a decade of. It's like a decade late. Like they reached back to, you know, the Sopranos heyday and just mishmashed every Listen, random wise guy that was on the show. I kept, I kept hearing. From, if Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell were a mobster, it would be this guy. Oh, wow. Don't do Zach like that. Damn. <laughs> well, that I don't disagree. But. <laughs> It just, I kept hearing the words, forget about it, in my, like, in, in, as he was talking, every scene. It's just weird. And he shares a name with, he shares a name with two of my relatives, and it just irks my soul. (laughs) Tony is like Jordan, and I took that personally. (laughs) It is personal for me. (laughs) Moving right along, Allie and Trip discuss her inability to say I love you. And the one thing I want to say about this scene, I really wish we had seen the Trip Chanel conversation that was referenced in this scene. Yes. Can we stop cutting scenes and then referencing them later? Like, please, for the love of Christ, can we just not? Because it's annoying. I thought I missed something at first. And then I was like, no, I didn't. Yeah. 
been here. No, I, I, knew, I knew that <laughs> they, ran, they randomly popped up, like, because usually whatever whatever airs before the theme and immediately after the theme, that's what you're going to see for the whole episode. But I think they didn't air until we came back from the first commercial break. They just kind of popped up. And I was like, okay, something definitely got cut. And I was just like, why do they constantly do that? It annoys me. I'm glad they kind of had the conversation. It been nice feels... It, it feels a little too late, though. Not too late, but like it should have happened sooner. I mean, probably. Yeah, there's I'm an so obvious. Like, oh, sorry, she go can't ahead. Say it because she doesn't feel it. It is what it is. Thank you. I was gonna say that there is a reason why she can't say it, and that's because she. I think she cares about Trip. Yeah. I think she maybe. Loves, loves him. him. I don't think she's in love it's with him. Exactly. I think she's in love with um, Chanel, and that she doesn't want to admit it. Exactly. She's in denial. I don't okay. even know if she's in love with Chanel yet. I just think she's not in love with Trip. <laughs> I think she's falling in love with Chanel because we saw. I think it was this week, or was it last week? With the whole cookie thing, that was last. The cookie week. thing was Friday. That was that was no, that was Thursday. I think last week, Thursday or, or Friday. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think she's falling in love with Chanel. And she has she had an easier time saying love you to Chanel after they talked on the phone. And she reacted on that. So I just don't think she's in love with Trip. She loves him and cares about him, but not, not like that. So that's the reason why she can't say it or couldn't. And I, think she's, I think she's giving herself a really hard time because she wants to be in love with him. Yeah. But she's just not, and she doesn't. She, I don't. I don't think she fully understands why she's not saying it. So she's trying to make herself feel something that she doesn't. Yeah, she's she's trying to she's trying to talk herself into, into it. Yeah. All right, and now we move on to what took up a majority of this week uh it is days of the dead as mar devil raises three villains from salem past to wreak havoc on halloween first up we have charlie he has a couple of personal scores to settle first up ava he walks in as carmine is attacking ava and kills him and then tries to kill ava who flees she calls trip who doesn't believe her she takes him back to the house to show him the body and the cops are there since Rafe called it in. Ava gets taken into custody and Trip goes to make sure Allie is okay. Charlie has made it to Allie's in search of Henry. She thinks it's someone in a Halloween mask playing a prank. When she realizes it's not, she freaks out. By the time Trip gets there, Charlie is holding her captive. Trip beats the crap out of Charlie until he disappears. Allie tells Trip she loves him and they have sex. Yes, all that happened. Good Lord. Where do we want to start with this? First of all, um, <laughs> welcome back, Mike Manning, because it was great to see him. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no range Charlie surprised me, though, because when he came up... Would you stop said, calling him that? He no, no. He surprised you, but he doesn't have range. Okay. <laughs> Meaning he has range, you just didn't see it before. No, I thought... That was a bad take. I, I've told you that. <laughs> We'll agree to disagree on that. But he was good on um, the first episode, but 
the second was it's another, oh, yeah, another. we are no longer validating your opinions because <laughs> leave me alone okay like, that's my opinion but anyway like, like homo home, you don't have a problem with homeboys bad christian bale cosplay and then you have the nerve to tell us <laughs> no sometimes right now your opinions are no longer valid <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm just no saying. Way. Charlie surprised me when he came up like that and killed Carmine. But let me just say, Ava is my girl because right. the the way the way she just bolted right up out of like the house. <laughs> she, and the uh, thing is, she did she did what black people do. She puts a chair over on the way. Yes. <laughs> I was like, go, that's my girl. We're not standing around to have a conversation. I don't need to catch up with you. I don't need to know why you're here because you shouldn't be here. And like, if you're going to be here, I'm not. Like, initially, I was, I was like, oh, Nicole has the best reaction because she screamed. She went like, ah, and fell and down the chair. she literally fell out. But we'll but forget there in a second. Ava had the best reaction. Like, you're... We're not gonna have a chit chat with that walking dead zombie. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, kudos, I'm getting the hell away from And like, kudos to Tamara Braun because like she was effectively unnerved and almost came across borderline crazy. And Tamara played that yep. really well. She did so good with these scenes. Like her reaction was the most realistic. She ran out of there so fast down the chair on the way because like she had to she has to have that three seconds advantage when she runs out so and so something you said tony about the way she played it i that's why i kind of i didn't have an issue with trip thinking something was off because she was acting the same way after charlie drugged her so it's completely plausible that something happened or she had a relapse plus trip is like Captain Very Science. Skeptical. So, yeah. like, if it's, <laughs> if it's not right in front of his face, he's just not going to believe it. I wonder how he's going to explain the fact that he saw his it's dead it. brother and beat the crap out of his dead. Like, I mean, he went frying pan. He went ham. That was Ali. picked it up friends. first. That, go, go, Ali, because she because she picked it up first. <laughs> and can, can, can we talk about like? She, she was understanding. First of all, I love the fact that Allie thought that it was a mask. Yep. <laughs> Every, that makes sense. The weird thing because, is all of their suggestions were completely plausible. <laughs> exactly, because it's canon to what's existed on this show. Yep. So, like, because when I originally saw the spoiler picture of her touching his face, I got very skeeved out because of what happened. But in the context of the scene, it made complete sense because he's like, yeah, I'm not a mask and here's proof. Touch my face. And then when she went off on him, when she said, I thought I would be fined for excessive celebration, for attending his funeral, I died. I was like, that's my girl. And then like... Wasn't that the same thing Victor said about... Um, Bonnie? Bonnie? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, but it was hilarious. And then, like, I love the fact that she wasn't she wasn't afraid to get in his face. But then there were moments where she was absolutely petrified, which made complete sense. Yeah. yeah. The only thing 
that she did that didn't track for me was when he left the room to go yep, search to find for Henry. She, she knew that back. Henry wasn't there. She could the be. way I would have been on my Shelly Ann Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely oh, he'd have come back to an empty room. He'd have had to teleport to wherever I was. <laughs> I would not have been there anymore. I don't think what, she, like she knew, knew Henry what was happening. There. Yeah, like I get it. She was. It was a shock, but like the way my sense of self-preservation is set up. We need we're to stick around to for, figure yeah, out. Yeah, we, we're really right. Happening. We'll figure it out when we <laughs> run to wherever we're running to. Like, and we're not even running to a destination. We're just running. But really, and sorry, was anyone okay. else going to say something? No, um, go ahead, Ariet. What really annoyed me with these scenes um, it's that they had Trip save her. And it pissed me off because I actually wanted Allie to be the one to save herself, considering what Charlie Charlie had done to her. And like, it just infuriated, infuriated me to have Trip show up and be the hero, quote unquote, hero of the day. And it's really noticeable that they're kind of writing Trip the same way they did with Rafe around the women in his life. Like Trip has a kind of a hero complex, I've been noticing. He, he, does, he does, but it makes sense with Trip because yeah. from where he's coming from, but wanting to be the good guy, wanting to be the hero, wanting to be the person who helps instead of hurts, it makes all the sense in the world. But also, Trip um, said it himself. He, Ali saved him with the frying pan because Charlie was beating his ass. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Like at first they started off even, but Charlie got the best of him at one point. And if Allie hadn't come up behind him with the frying pan, who knows what would have happened? I wanted more of Allie being proactive and saving herself because now we're gonna now we're gonna have oh Trip, you saved my life. Oh no, but Trip is also you know how like Trip hmm. Trip is Trip is laying that on about what she did. I yeah. And it wasn't so it wasn't so much about you saved me. It was what if I lost you? I just I I didn't like how these scenes played out because I felt like this I get it. I get why because Trip was not believing that Charlie was back, so he needed to see actual proof and there Charlie was holding Allie captive. But I felt uh, like I felt like Allie didn't get uh, the closure you wanted her to get. Yeah, the closure and the justice she should have had gotten with the story, the previous story, because she was barely in it at the end, the murder story. Um, so I kind of wanted it with her now, and I didn't get it. Not in the way I wanted to, because Trip showed up. I'll tell you where my issue was with this story. And we're going to touch on this issue again when we get to Deimos. But what is it about seeing dead people that is a turn on? Why is, <laughs> why, why is I see dead people in aphrodisiac? I, I, I think that is devils. The devils. I just Because I'm sorry. Doing, doing ass, I, see, <laughs> I see a dead person. The first thing I'm doing is taking a shower, not telling my boyfriend I love him and having sex on the couch i know the, the trauma <laughs> <Alice>. <laughs> where the dead person 
I'm, I'm, I'm kind of noticing. Uh, I'm kind of noticing how Allie told Trip she loved him right after he saved her life, basically. Oh yeah, they are definitely gonna come yeah, come back to that. She yeah. she feels safe with him. That's the only reason they're together at this point. So, he's secure. Uh-huh. He's dependable. He's reliable. He likes her son. He's the safe choice. It's and not she's... like she had an epiphany and like, oh, I have actual feelings for him. No, no. she is clinging on to him. She's okay. clinging on to him because he's the safe option. She's afraid to go there. Mm-hmm. Or even, even if it's not Chanel, she's afraid to, ad- for whatever reason, she's afraid to address that. Yeah, and, it, and that was really, really obvious like her protesting her love to him I was like okay so this just, is why she it was it was just weird that was just not that, like I had a feeling it was coming right before it happened but that was not on my Radar. soap opera bingo card for the <laughs> year and neither was what's coming up next all right so now we move on to Nick Next up, the devil raises Nick. She's feeling a little frisky at this point and <laughs> decides to kiss him and send him on his way. He kidnaps Enjoyed Jake. Enjoyed it. From- mm-hmm. <laughs> he kidnaps Jake from Salem PD and buries him alive in his grave. He torments Gabby, who runs to the grave to free Jake. Nick shows up to torment both of them, and Gabby kills him again and shoves him back into his grave. While I enjoyed everything all of the scenes with Nick and Marla and Nick and Mar Devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will absolutely say that the kiss was one thousand percent not on my radar. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I did not see that. I wanted to be listen. It's... I wanted to be a fly on the wall when Blake and Deidre read that script. It was <laughs> and hilarious, is, though. Nick was my favorite up, part of this. Yeah, him coming up out of the grave and her lust. I'm like, what? Is, lusting after him. I'm like, what is going on? This is weird. <laughs> like, and it was very obvious that she was lusting after him, but I didn't think that they would act on it. And then all of a sudden she's kissing him and I'm like, what must Blake had thought in that moment? I get to kiss Deidre Hall today. I'm surprised that no one noticed like a person who kind of looked really pale and like basically dead walking around the Salem PD. Okay. Right? Like, yeah, the Salem PD. I'm glad you said the Salem PD because (laughs) (laughs) ain't no way (laughs) now you can make it make sense to me that Nick Fallon, zombie Nick Fallon, regardless of the fact that it was Halloween or not, walked into the Salem Police Department and took a fugitive out. <laughs> and no one saw anything. Right. Oh, Salem PD, though. Like, honestly. No, but no. Like, they, some of them must know Nick. I don't, but they I don't know. I know he's dead. Yeah, that's what I think. Mean. Like, <laughs> the when, thing that when, sent me was when, when Philip saw, like, when he, when, exactly. when he saw Philip and just said hi. Yeah, Philip reacted. He was like, wait. He looks, <laughs> and then, it looks like Nick Fallon, but it is and Halloween. Then we got, <laughs> and we got like 2008 Nick flashbacks because I forgot that Philip and Nick knew each other and that Nick worked for Titan for a hot second. Oh, so he worked for oh, Titan. Okay. Okay. I was trying yeah. to I was trying to connect the dots. I was like, how does Philip know Nick? But I mean Chelsea. Yeah, that was from that was from his first run before he went psycho over Melanie. 
Yeah, I kind of remember. And he was also, he's also Chelsea's uncle. So I kind of think like he met yeah, Nick it, somehow like that. Yeah, no, it was more so because Nick worked for Titan for mm-hmm. a second. Cause like there, he had some kind of a formula. Well, it was a formula that he was claiming was his, but it was actually Max's formula that Titan was trying to get a hold of while this was all while Melanie's stalking story was happening. So it, the storyline kind of got dropped once he was revealed to be the stalker and he left, but I literally forgot they knew each other until they flashed back. Yeah, it was kind of shocked, but it worked. And he, he was like, what? <laughs> was that, that with, was... with Julie and Kate this week? Yeah, no, that yes. was this week because they, they, that I think was Tuesday, mm. Tuesday or Wednesday question like do you feel like there was supposed to be an interaction with julian nick after Ma- all this happened because it was random or it felt random for kate to just suddenly bring up yeah like it i, I, I do do this- we actually think that was nick and not kate and not the devil as kate i, I think oh, it, i mean it could have been if there was a like a follow-up to it like unless julie interacted with zombie nick I don't see the point. I I think the point of this was because considering what's coming up next week with um, Susan transforming into Kristen, I think this was to show that um, Mardevil is transforming into other characters. So um, I think that was Mardevil in Kate form. Because it didn't serve any purpose. I think we'll find out the purpose it served later because they they has they have said I think Albert and Ken have said in multiple interviews that things are going to happen that aren't going to make sense in the moment, but then you'll go back later and you'll go, oh, that's why that was a thing. Yeah, okay, that would make a lot of sense because right now that was that felt very random for Kate of all people to bring up Nick Fallon. Because first off, she wouldn't know, like Kate wouldn't know about Nick Fallon being back. Unless I mean, well, she said trick or treaters at the pub song, which again is weird. weird. Again, is weird, but that was because I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hundred percent weird because I don't think trick or treaters would recognize me. Nice. Also, so why why would Kate listen? Why I mean, unless Kate... you have somebody as old as Philip trick or treating, then I guess it's possible. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> saying, like <laughs> the whole scene, it was just very odd. And, so and also. Why would Kate invite Julie to Thanksgiving? Like, just very, very, very. I odd. think Mar Devil just was a weirdo. I think that was the point, to be honest. I think Mar Devil just wants, like, for instance, with the Thanksgiving thing. Um, considering Doug is in the is in Bayview, and um, the whole Horton family is basically falling apart right now. Um, I think Mar Devil wants to. She wants to kill Julie and wants an opportunity to do that alone. And, and that's why um, she, if it, if Mardevil is Kate, she invited her to Thanksgiving. That's why I think she did. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I didn't think of that. that would, I'm trying, okay. like, I'm trying to think who would, because, yeah, I don't know how many wardens would be open open to have a thanksgiving with everything falling apart for the different families um soon so like doug is in bayview uh there's the whole mess with 
Abby, Gwen, and Jack. Um, Eli is going to have to deal with uh, what happens to Lonnie. Um, who else is around? I think those yeah. are... So I mean, that would only be Kate, Mardevil, and Julie. And that would give her an opportunity to kill her. So that's why I think <clears throat> that's why I think Mardevil or Kate invited Julie to Thanksgiving. See, I it's I could it, get on board with that, but she also specifically said I knew you'd say no. Well, it was the devil. Yeah, I mean she can't be this obviously. is so confusing. <laughs> it really, really, really is. I'm, I'm 99% convinced that is Mar-Devil. We're I trying just, to make yeah. sense it, it out of the devil, for it possibly. To be Mar- <laughs> it, it definitely makes more sense for it to be Mar-Devil than it does for it to have actually been Kate. And if it was Mar-Devil, it makes more sense if she's having Thanksgiving with Roman and they're having it at the pub because then she'll have Julie there and she'll presumably have been in Sierra but there re- too. Yeah, I remember also <clears throat> aren't Sean and Belle going over for Thanksgiving? Where's Lucas? I don't know. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a bit. So it's it's going to be interesting. Why would Kate invite Julie if there's going to be at least maybe a few now that we think about it? Like, it doesn't make sense. So that, because of the reason that it doesn't make sense for her to just randomly ask her, that's kind of why I think it's not Kate. And where... (laughs) We need Kate to pop up and Julie question her about it. And maybe that's coming up soon someday. I guess we'll see. I want, is Julie present for the wedding? I thought I saw her in the promo. Oh, I don't I have think to she look is. again. I don't remember. Because Kate is there. Kate and Roman are there. Kate and Roman are there. Yeah, both of them. But like, I'm, I'm talking about if, what if she mentions like, oh, so what are we going to do about Thanksgiving? And Kate would be like, huh? I, I kind of want that. But yeah. It's going to be very interesting indeed. But moving on, we have one more undead to speak about. Uh, Deimos is the last to be arisen from the dead. Deimos wants revenge on Nicole. And after spending way too long talking to a dead man, she finally has enough and stabs him. Once he's dead on the floor, she calls Rafe. By the time he gets there, Deimos is gone. Rafe and Nicole talk about Deimos and Ava and end up having sex on the conference room table. Just yes. why? The Deimos the return was trash. I hated it. Yeah. It, was, it literally served no purpose. No purpose. You, it, no, well, well it's... On the conference room table was the purpose. That Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I, I said I blamed this shit on the devil and I... <laughs> well, and what aired? That's possible. It's you were right. <laughs> and no matter how you look at it, because the devil is the reason that Carmine is dead, which is the reason that Wraith is doubting Ava in the first place, which puts him in the headspace to say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to take what I want." And then you have Nicole in a very bad headspace after having just seen Deimos. And I forgot that there's literally only three people who know what Nicole did. Brady, Deimos, and Eric and Victor. That's four. Victor knows. Yeah, Victor knows. Brady told Brady told Victor what he did. I was gonna say, why didn't he throw her like in jail? But he probably was relieved that she killed the brother he didn't care about. 
but like <laughs> that was that's what Brady used against her to uh, get her to leave yeah, town. That I remember, yeah. So I I didn't care for this. Oh, and, and, and Sam and Sammy knew because Eric stupidly told Sammy, and. Anyone tells her anything, I don't get it. <laughs> He's such a dumb ass. <laughs> and then they tried to use it against her in court, but Eric lied and said it wasn't true. So it's still that's why it's still not public record. Yeah, this part. Ah, no. It was literally preamble to Rafe Nicole sex, and that's why it sucked. And that I'm sorry. But also, but, like, why are these zombies so fragile? <laughs> like Nick was the only one who the was. horror fan in me is kind of offended. Like these are the most y'all are fragile. I don't <laughs> and Charlie <Yeah>. teleports. <laughs> like okay, so Nick does too apparently because I don't know how else he got Jake the hell out of Salem PD. Otherwise, <laughs> like okay, so she stabs him in the chest. Cool, he doesn't have a heart. Yeah, I'm like, why doesn't he? Do it? They should have been. They should have been. Sorry, no. Listen. And but my favorite part was there was a scene where Rafe is like, "Zombies don't bleed." Cut to Trip beating the crap out of Charlie, and Charlie's bleeding from the head. He was bleeding. Yeah, yeah. he had blood on his head. <laughs> like, well, maybe, well, maybe Brady was wrong. <laughs> Right. Who, whoever said but, it, I don't think it was right. Brady. Was right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like they should have been. I think I think Nick was the scariest one because he was so like amusing in a way. But like it was yeah. between Nick and Charlie for me. But like Damos, if, if, if I had to rank them, it was it's Nick, Charlie, and Damos. Same, yeah. They could have kept Damos to be honest. And Nick and Charlie were extra creepy for me because they were rapists and attempted rapists going after their victim, which added an extra layer of creep to me. Yeah. Like, this was just... And I loved the use of flashback that they had. Uh, They flashed back to, at least to the first attempt that Gabby had made on Nick's life because they couldn't couldn't really flashback to the second one because too many people were around that aren't currently on the show oh because i was thinking where is the like the scene where he was shot yeah yeah i think i think there were too many people in the square that no not that part um the part where um he's standing by the i don't know the by the park and gets shot i don't know exactly where he was but oh yeah Uh, that scene would have worked he got shot in the little the little town the little thing off the square and then walked himself into the main part of the square and collapsed into Julie's arms. What I think it what I think they might have done with that was because it doesn't show Gabby actually shooting him, does it? No. Didn't, didn't that didn't his him actually getting shot happen off screen and we just saw that he was shot? It, yeah, exactly. And then but even I think they wanted to show Gabby in the scene with him. And then even when she flashed back to it, like it was from her point of view, we didn't actually, we saw her loading the gun in Sonny and Mill's apartment, which that was that part of the flashback they did show. But the actual part where he was shot was we were her. So we didn't actually see her. So we never saw when we found out that Gabby had shot him. We never saw 
her, a flashback of her actually doing it because I wasn't when, watching back then. When we when we flashed back, I believe the camera was the shooter. So we had Gabby narrating it, and we we were basically the shooter. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, um, but I think the Nick part worked the best, and especially with Marta. Well, that was hilarious. And oh God, their lines were hilarious. When when he when he called De- when he said that Deimos is the Greek god of um, terror or something, Greek god of terror, and she's like, "Ugh, the G word," and he's like, like Greek? Greek? <laughs> like, "No, the other one, you don't know." <laughs> I need to watch their part again. Oh, it was hilarious. But back and to we- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say back to um. The Deimos part or the Rafe and Nicole part. I've never seen a more boring like conference room sex than I did on Friday's episode. Was it John and Marlena's conference room table was was yeah, it was Wednesday. John and Marlena's conference room table sex scene was caviar. This was spam. Like what the fuck? If you're gonna give me conference room sex, give me some give me a scene with actors who have chemistry. These two don't. No. In my opinion, chemistry no, subjective. I did like yeah. their scenes. The stories are wonky, but yeah, that's nothing new with Rafe. But like, they're not that okay. If you think like they have chemistry, but they're not that pairing that you're. They're they're not the screw on a conference room table couple. No, they're not. That like that's not something and they, never they will would be. even if no even if the story surrounding them right now was great they're not that kind of couple they're more like Ross and Rachel it was literally terrible the one thing I will say though when when they, first of all I thought that she was gonna think that the bear was talking to her when Damos first started talking and then when she turned around and she saw him and she screamed and she <laughs> fell out of her chair I lost it it was hilarious then she was way too calm and stood there talking to him for way too long before she plunged those scissors into his not heart his not heart (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying i've watched way too many episodes of and read way too many copies of the comic book of the walking dead for these zombies to have been this fragile like i that's not how that works considering Mardevil made them happen and there's a possibility that Mardevil has been um, shape-shifting what if the devil's just teleporting at this point like it's just okay, <laughs> no, be- no, disappearing is weird I, yes it's weird but I'm talking that up to their time was up because the devil said you literally have one day so I'm assuming that once their time was up they just poof and disappeared because the devil shape-shifting into her granddaughter's rapist no thank you it's bad enough that she raised him from the dead to have been turned into him and to then be no 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 just yeah, no. these are things that we don't want to think too deeply about because like yeah, I was going to yeah. say something, and now I'm not, because I don't want to ruin it for everybody. No, go ahead, say it. I mean, they had Marlena, who is a rape victim, tonguing down a rapist. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, this is what I'm saying. We don't want to think too deeply on on anything that's going on right now, because there's 
yeah, there's levels. Like once you start digging, it's like you, you start finding ache and you don't want to do that. I mean, that, that's not something Marlena would ever do normally. That is 100% right, yeah. something the devil made her do and we can just accept that. And <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving because on. like, I, I really wish I could have seen, I wish they would have done an app segment about all of this. I want to know their reactions when they read the script and found out they were kissing. I know, I know Blake tweeted something like this was a moment of his career and DJ was great to work with and a, and a great kisser, which I found hilarious, but I really wanted to see her face when she read the script. I'm going to be kissing who? She's got to be having a ball. Oh yeah, totally. She's having so much fun. Um, I was going to point out before we, we see, we seem to have talked about everything, but I was going to point out that we haven't talked about, um, because it's kind of tied into this, especially with um, Carmine being killed by Charlie and Ava being a suspect. But we haven't talked about Eli, Sean, Philip. Ooh, yeah, I did. I did like the Eli, the Eli, Sean conversation. I just, I love anytime they get to interact. Like, can we get more of this, Same. please? Yeah, they can be friends and cousins and colleagues. It works. I we love like Darcy's. And it- <laughs> It broke my heart seeing my two other favorite like characters not getting along. Philip and Eli. <laughs> Philip was just like well, Philip is a Kiriakis. Kiriakis don't have yeah. time for cops. But like, and Eli was not feeling it. Eli, this whole week he has been like, "Fuck everyone! I just want to go home." <laughs> I like. I mean, when he's literally having to sit there and listen to Ava talk about seeing her dead son, like he knows it sounds ridiculous, and she's not changing her tune. Yeah. Sean, Sean was like, "He's dead." <laughs> you know that he's dead, right? <laughs> was it was it was it Sean or Eva who said Charlie who? I think that was no Eli. No, Eli said Charlie (laughs) when they were out when 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 they were outside the house, and he was asking Ava Trip what happened, and she said Charlie showed up. He was like Charlie, who? (laughs) So done. Like if you look at Eli. He looks so tired. He was like, I'm over this. Listen. Lamone between between Lamone's face and Robert Scott Wilson's face on certain scenes this week, I was on the floor. They have the best reactions in the whole cast, bar none. Because Eli is like, he always reacts to the Salem craziness, and this week was no different. He was like, he was when not. He, was was Eli standing there with with um Sean when Jake and Gabby came in? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because Sean was like, what the hell? (laughs) Gabby was like, it's not what it looks like. She she was like, well. (laughs) He was like, please, do tell. (laughs) I want to hear every single detail of what the hell just happened. (laughs) How do we think this is all going to be explained? I have no. Fingerprints have to disappear. I mean, do zombies have fingerprints? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, okay, so it, it, the knife clearly was from their kitchen. So it, it would make sense for Ava's prince to be on the knife. But Charlie's the one who stabbed him. So theoretically, but and his prince they... would be in the, wouldn't his, in it, his prince should be in the system. 
wasn't well, yeah, he's dead, yeah. and he was a murder suspect. He was I, a he was a, sus- a he was the subject of a he was a rape suspect and the subject of a murder investigation. He's absolutely been printed. So, like theoretically speaking, his fingerprints should have been there, but magic. <laughs> at this point i'm everything i cannot explain with logic i'm just magic <laughs> and how the hell is how the hell this are they going to-, to an episode of charmed because i remember uh it was no, that was abby over in genoa city this week teleporting everywhere. oh jesus what the fuck is let's not let's not talk because, about um, with the fucking basement orbing <laughs> hey it really no <laughs> But like what Dylan said about the fingerprints, it made me like in my head just now, right in the moment, it made me think about in season one when there was a ghost who was trying to kill people and Andy, the cop, obviously, he found fingerprints of a character who was dead. He used something that they would use, not use normally, but like it, he could, he could see the fingerprints using something. So I don't know if the same old PD would would do the same with a zombie. Like I don't know. I mean, Ava winds up in in, in jail, jail. jail oh, okay. with Kristen, and this breakout happens. I'm assuming as they're being transported from the Salem PD jail to Seattle. There's I'm wondering like, how how long Halloween night is because wouldn't Trip and Allie be able to say, "Hey, we saw Charlie too." Right. And for yeah, her not to end up in jail. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, and and maybe they will. Who knows? But by that point, it's too late. She's already been transferred because Thursday was the next day. Hmm. So Halloween started. Halloween basically lasted a week. It started last Thursday. It went Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday was the day after Halloween. Hmm. Because when, and we'll talk about it later, when Belle woke up from her nightmare, she kept referencing to seeing her mom in the devil costume last night. So Thursday was the day after Halloween. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to keep it all straight. <laughs> I did not expect the days of the walking dead to last three days. That was a bit much. Fun though. It was- oh, it was, it was fun. I'm way, I'm way too high for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> But I did enjoy my devil and her merry band of ain't shit niggas. It was quite entertaining. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So we are going to leave uh, the, uh, the world of the undead and go back to normal Salem. Uh, Xander and Gwen are out of jail. Xander wants to reclaim his money. Trask says he can claim it, but he has to give it to her or she will blow Gwen's miscarriage secret out of the water. He agrees, and Melinda now has money to help undocumented immigrants. I love Melinda Trask. I do too. too, But can we just point out the irony of her blackmailing an immigrant out of their money to help? (laughs) God. He did he did bring that he did bring that up too. I am an immigrant. (laughs) Like my God. I'm sorry. (laughs) The levels to this. Wow. Like, huh? I'm I'm just saying it. 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 That's a moment. And Trask and Xander play really well off each other. Paul's having fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's like, like, what you want to do with the money is great, but uh, why does it have to be my money? <laughs> Did they explain how she found out? She overheard them. When when, oh, Gwen, okay. when Gwen and Xander saw each other last week and she allowed them to have those 15 minutes, she was listening. Smart. Which thank which they thank you should have known. Right, like yeah. who who has this kind of a conversation in a room that has the potential of being recorded anyway? Yeah, I I was nervous when they were having those conversations anyway because I thought either someone was recording them or someone was gonna walk in. And it's so like it was so <laughs> like it was, so, and you can tell it was a plot point because remember when Gwen had gotten arrested. And she thought that they were trying to trick her into who was she in the room with? Sean and Abby. And yeah, and she thought they were trying to trick her into confessing and she started yelling. And she was like, You're not gonna trick me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like you you think that she would have that in the back of her head because she's clearly is a suspicion that she's had before. It was just, yeah. It's one of those things where you, you. But I love that that came back around because a lot of times when people have inappropriate private conversations in public, they yeah. never, they never actually have any consequences from the that stupidity. Yeah. And now they have. <laughs> right. So I applaud that. Yeah, we've been watching people yell secrets out in the open for <laughs> decades. <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't much matter because as we're going to come talk about, the secret comes out anyway, but it's nice to know. And it's, 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 it's showing another layer of growth for Xander because yeah. Xander would, nev- would never yeah. give money up for anyone. And also, isn't this the second time he's given up his money for her? Mm. He was going to pay it to EJ the first time because he yeah. needed a lawyer, but he was in jail because of what Gwen did. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's very much about protecting her which, which I like. is going to make it so much worse if she finds out about Sarah yep. and says nothing because he he's sacrificing all of this to make sure that she's okay and he she couldn't trust in that enough when he's done everything to show her that he supports her she doesn't have enough faith in them to believe that he would still be there for her even though it's Sarah. Yep, and it plays into Gwen's pattern of destroying. I think I remember Dylan said this: Gwen will destroy her life before anyone else does, because yep. she's she will do things that she doesn't have to lie about. Like there was no reason for her to originally lie about um, Abigail and the miscarriage. There's there was no reason. There's going to be no reason for her to lie about Sarah. Just tell the truth and let the pieces fall where they may. But she yeah. is her father's daughter, and self destruction is an Olympic sport. Yeah. Yeah, she got it honest. I, I, she did. I mean, she did. I need, I need Xander and Gwen to stop making out on that couch. Get a room. Uh, oh, yeah. yes, that, that, was, <laughs> that was Xander's horny ass because Gwen said, let's go upstairs. I know. That's why I'm saying get a fucking room. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I have been skeeved out watching people make out on that couch ever since Sierra was raped on that couch. Why is that couch still a thing? <laughs> Listen, like I burning. tweeted it, but I don't think anyone saw it. They need to burn down the Horton house, starting with the oh, couch. Remodel it. <laughs> I don't want it gone, gone. Just give it a spruce it up. A no, bit. get rid of that couch. But the, the couch can the go can, too. It's, no, that couch can go. Everything else is iconic and can stay. Gone. 
That couch should have been gone because I'm sorry, Sierra should. I mean, Sierra was sitting on that couch in her scenes with Julie a couple weeks ago, and I was completely skeeved out. Yeah, that couch has to go. Like, oh, just ugh. I hated the fact that I hated the fact that the character was raped to begin with. I hate the fact that she was raped in that house, and I hate the fact that that couch still exists. All of those things. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of Gwen's secret. Abby is still suspicious of Gwen. <laughs> Kayla lets her into Snyder's office, and with the help of Chad, they find Gwen's original medical records, proving she miscarried before she fell. They head over to the Horton house to confront Gwen, who denies until she can't anymore. Jack is horrified and wants nothing to do with her. And Marcy Miller came to slay these scenes. She dragged, and it was amazing. Like, Chad and Abby were the saving grace of Thursday's episode for me, and they were one of the best parts of Friday. That's my Abigail Joanna. I love yes, it is. I loved her in the yes. And also I loved how basically Chad was telling Jack, shut the fuck up and listen to her because he didn't. And now that that kind of sort of worked it out ish. He knows Friday, they will. he's doing what he said he would do. Yes. He's supporting her. Supporting her, having her back, believing her, protecting her, like he said he would do, like he should have been doing this whole time. Exactly. He's actually backing up his words with actions. This is the united front that I've wanted for them. And I hate the fact that it took a year for them to get back on track because they've been down bad for a year. But... Down horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving... I know a lot of Chad fans have issues with the writing for them, and I can see why they would have, but I'm loving how they're uh, written as a united front right now. Yes. This is the Chabby for me. This, this is the Chabby I can root for. This is a Chabby that I support, and it's nice to be able to enjoy them and not go, oh my God, here we go again every time they come on screen. And I was so afraid that Abby was going to lose that fire when Marcy came back from maternity leave because it seemed like the fire appeared when she was pregnant. So I was afraid it was going to disappear when she no longer was. So I was glad to see that that was not the case. Oh. However, the, the desecration of my Jack Devereaux continues mm. because my God, it took him way too long to get on board. Yes. I get it. I get it. I get it. You, you, you never want to believe the worst about your child. I get it. But he was so quick to believe the worst about Abby on every given turn, the child he actually raised, but he would believe, mm, let, let me not, let me not. I, I feel you. I, I get it. I get it. He just, ugh. It was so infuriating to watch. Like, what happened? Why? I, I need him to be chunking her stuff out the front door come Monday. Cause like he's he's got a lot of making up to do. And please, God, Abby, I love you and I love how much you love your father. Make him work for this just like you made Chad work for it. You want him to turn to Angela Bassett, Dylan? Yes. <laughs> fire. Get your shit. And get out. Yes. Yes. And Xander could follow her right on out if he got something to say. You ain't paid no rent, no way. Get out. He was trying. <laughs> Melinda got the money. <laughs> I will say, though, I like that, like, when he, there was a split second when he realized that the speaker was out and he thought back to his money. I yeah. wondered if he was going to try to <laughs> yeah. get it back. 
But I just, they have a lot of rehabbing to do on Jack because, yeah, he knows the truth now, but he spent a year believing this woman over the daughter he knows and loves and raised. Jennifer needs to come collect her husband. And go. Especially show the like Katie McClain. Like, what? What? <laughs> Who is this person? I it just, is not. I don't like what they've done to Jack. There's never in a million either. years he would have believed. Okay, like Dylan said, you want to believe the best in someone, and like, especially when it's your child. But like, he he's known her for 10 minutes. Not 10 minutes, but you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, and Abby, they have been, and seven of them were not good. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm saying, he's like, known her for 10 minutes and she was pure hell for seven of them. So, like, <laughs> dude, we had three good minutes with this kid. Like, that literally happened five seconds before Abby walked in that door because she started calling him dad five seconds before it all got blown to hell. I just, uh, I did like the scenes I, where I, he was I, running up the stairs. He was saying that he said, "Don't call me that." Yeah, that and nice. I will say, I will say, Matt Matt did a good job acting wise because I was afraid it was going to be like too much, but it was just a just enough quiet rage. Yeah, it worked well. I wonder. It, it's oh. not just the devastation of this child that I opened my heart to has once again like hurt me and hurt the people I love it's looking at your other child and realizing I allowed you to be I allowed you to be hurt Hmm. which is something Jack never wanted to do like the thing that's been infuriating for me about this the entire reason Jack left town in 1993 is because he found out that he was the direct cause of Abigail's aplastic anemia, he could not handle the guilt of the fact that he hurt his baby girl and he dipped. And here we are, he's allowing the interloper from Interstate 5 (laughs) to come in and just wreak havoc on his baby girl for no reason. Is that how you get to Salem Place? (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder how it would have played if Jennifer Jennifer was still in like in town in Salem and oh she would have slapped some sense and she would have slapped some sense into Jack and been like dude what are you doing I think it would have played much better yeah hundred percent because this whole story has been a major what the fuck since its inception starting all the way back at the anniversary last year when we found out about Jack and Kate having an affair during it still makes no sense. Makes no bloody fucking sense. I mean, he turned her down. Da- <laughs> he Sorry. turned her down. No, it doesn't. He turned her down flat in, 19- in 1993. And you expect me to believe that when he is missing the love of his life, he is going to turn to Kate, of all people? If there were not copious amounts of alcohol involved in that decision, I would have been side-eyeing the hell out of it more than I already was. This is one of those situations where the performances have really saved the story because i will say i will say emily did work when because i found that i I didn't want to lord knows i didn't want to because i hate (laughs) i hate when 
But God damn it, Emily was good enough that I actually felt myself feeling for Gwen. I literally had to smack myself and be, go, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I feeling sorry for this bitch? She is really, really good, good at making you feel sympathy for her when you know that you should not. Because there is no reason. I, I should be celebrating. I should be doing an Irish jig at the fact that Gwen is now in an island of misery all by herself. Of her own making. Yep. Of her own making. And instead, she's crying crocodile tears. And I'm actually going, oh, poor. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> she's her own worst enemy. She is. At all times. She is, and that is the only thing she gets from her father. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. Jack was Jack I mean, was his own part of the reason why he was so like bending over backwards to extend himself to her because he remembers when he was hell on wheels and just mm-hmm. destroying people left, right, and center. Yeah, he's ex- he said that. He said if Gwen had the love and support that I had, maybe she could have been a better person. But even with the love and support that he had, it still took him like two or three years to actually become a decent human. Yeah, he, I think I feel like he feels he's trying to save Gwen from that by basically constantly being on her side and supporting her. But I think he's making it worse because he's not working yeah. for it. He's yeah. It, it, and the thing is, they had him explaining it to all the wrong people. Like he kept saying it to Steve when the person who he should have been. Knew. Like, who already knew because he lived that with Jack. So he didn't need a reminder. The person he should have been explaining that to was Abigail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he could he he could have been saying, look, honey, I love you. You are my baby girl. I'm always going to support you. But when I look at Gwen, I see the person I was before I met your mother and before we had you. And I want to save her from the hell that I went through. And if he had said that to her, that would have made everything he was doing make way more sense. Without that, it looks like he's disregarding one daughter for the other. And it leaves such a bitter taste in my mouth because that is not something that my Jack Devereaux would ever do. Mm -hmm. I really did. Especially Abby. I really did like in the reveal scenes when Abigail was telling, was exposing Gwen she made sure she kept like her arm on Jack's shoulder the entire entire time. And when she left, she kissed him on the forehead. And that was a really nice touch. I did enjoy those scenes. Yeah. And, and my thing is too, like, yeah. Abigail is a daddy's girl. Like she's always has been, always will be. She is, especially if your mama chose Daniel over your daddy. I would be a dad's girl too. <laughs> oh, listen, we we don't we don't acknowledge that that choice ever happened because that is the most blasphemous bullshit I've ever seen. I'm still mad. That's the reason I don't like Melissa Reed's version of the character. <laughs> Man, listen, and I didn't even have full Jack and Jennifer history back then, and even I knew that was bullshit. Having I'd, that, I'd never now, seen them. I knew it was supposed. Having the full <laughs> history now, oh, it makes my blood boil. Oh, that was oh, that was so oh, oh, that was. <laughs> yeah, Abby probably like fuck my mama. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's she has always been daddy's little girl, and I I part of me wants her 
to make him work for that forgiveness. But part of me is also like, oh, you still love him. I just, I love the way Marcy played it too. Like the way she kept laying it on, like, and she kept owning her parts and how awful she was in the fight and that the fight was bad and that she never should have fallen down those stairs and that never should have happened. But it doesn't change the fact that there was no child when she fell down those stairs. So regardless of what she said, she's still not responsible for the death of her child. And it just like, and it took you back to that conversation that they had when Abby came home and she went over and apologized to her mother to mother. And it's everything that Gwen says that she wanted, if she had just all the truth in that moment she could have had it yeah but instead she self-destructed because she wanted to hurt abigail that was the entire reason that she lied she wanted to hurt abigail and make abigail as miserable as she was in that moment yep and abigail tried did abigail go a little crazy yeah but she took responsibility for what she did. She apologized for what she did. And she isn't, wasn't even trying to stop Jack and Gwen from having a relationship. But because this wasn't about getting rid of Gwen. This was about, I have to make sure that my dad's not going to get hurt. Yeah. Because she wanted to be wrong. Because she said as much to Kayla. But it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. And I loved the scenes with Chad and Abby after their after their reveal, where Abby's like, I feel so much better now. I feel like a whole weight has been lifted off of me because I don't have to have the guilt anymore. Yeah. Which that, that was such a nice beat. And then like, ne- I think next Friday, they're finally going to 100% put the past behind them. And thank God, because... Once this is done, we never need to be reminded of this ever again. Managing my expectations about that spoiler. Uh, I get that, but at this point, we've been happily we've been happily surprised uh, with Chad and Abby of late. So I'm going to stick with a more positive viewpoint here, and hopefully, it it wasn't about the spoiler per se. It's about. Uh, us not seeing the build up to them getting back to this point that was my but we've talked about that already so let me talk about that again gotcha. so moving right along with Justin and Bonnie out they decide they want to get married as soon as possible much to Victor's horror Maggie officiates uh. the wedding with Steve and Kayla and Victor as witnesses <laughs> this- Victor, Victor wasn't even going to get dressed <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh God! This Victor episode. Said, I, this episode. I, I, his whole energy was. I'm only here so I don't get fine. Literally. Like, remember when Justin asked me, "Like, you're not gonna leave?" I was here first. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when she when he called her a dime store, Dolly Parton. I was I was hardly paying attention to this episode because it was. I thought it was really bad, but oh my God, the moment when they when they were getting married and um maggie got to the objection part victor, uh, victor, 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 
<laughs> Mickey raised his hand and just was like, don't start. And he wasn't, like, his, he and wasn't even looking at him. It yeah. was worth a shot. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Like, you couldn't oh, even see me. He just instinctively knew. Shut your ass up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say, like, this story is still not... Can we even call it a story? I don't know. Story, whatever. It's the end of an arc that most of mostly occurred off screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the end of an... It was, it was payoff to a story that never should have been told. Because I didn't care about Bonnie and Justin's relationship. I didn't give a crap about their engagement. I didn't give a crap about their first wedding. I, did not give a crap about this I, murder shit. And I don't give a crap about this wedding now. As hilarious, hell, as, <laughs> as hilarious as Victor is and all that. I feel like I get why he doesn't want Bonnie there. Also, it's hilarious to me that apparently while Maggie was in prison, she decided to get ordained that, as a minister. That part. Because I screamed. <laughs> I was just like, couldn't you take up macrame? It was so random, but I realized it happened during the time jump. I'm like, this is, this makes no, sense. No, it happened after the time jump because yeah. she didn't find out the truth until after the time jump. We jumped in November. She found out the truth in January. Wasn't it February? Because I remember I really, it was it was late January, early February, because it was what I think it was like what, January because tw- flashback week was like the last week of January and it was coming. Yeah, so it was February. So it was coming out of that. She found out the truth and then she was in jail I remember for like, when she was like crying and being hysterical. That was like two days before Ilani reunited. I will always remember those scenes. <laughs> Because I use that as a meme or a reaction video. But that was like the same episode or two, one day before. Wait, that's where that video was from? Yes, yes. So that was like. I never knew what scene it was. I just knew. That's her finding out that she killed Adrian. Yes, those are the. (laughs) Oh, God, oh, God. (laughs) So that aired like. I think a day before. So that was in February. Right. And so she was only in jail for like two months because by May they had the truth out. Yeah. So in the two months she was in jail, she became, I mean, which granted you can become ordained online in like 30 minutes, but still it's hilarious to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, was she, was she anticipating performing a lot of jailhouse weddings? I don't know. (laughs) I, I completely missed this because I was, half paying attention but apparently they mentioned Mimi I don't think Mimi would have cared about this wedding yeah they Steve FaceTimed Justin's kids and then Kayla was FaceTiming Mimi so that they could be there for the wedding they should have had their kids on screen for this to have become a story I have but that would involve actually caring but they don't yeah that's the thing but like it would have worked so much better having Justin and Adrian's kids on screen and Mimi on screen, and Mimi just basically thinking Bonnie's using Justin and all of that. Because she seen, she saw her, like, clawing her ways into Mickey's life back in 2003. No. We don't need to be reminded of that. No, I'm, just pointing, I'm just pointing out how they could have used their kids and the story. And they didn't. And it became a non-story. That's the reason why it did. 
So they didn't care. They yeah, they didn't, didn't care. I don't care really either, but <laughs> I just want to meet you back. <laughs> but still, like they could have, if they were smart, they could have done this. They didn't care. They, they, they could have done you it if want, they wanted. They could have done they it didn't give a damn. They, they don't <laughs> care. Why are they using them this way? Fucking annoying. Sorry. <laughs> if you have to watch it, make it compelling. Yeah, they could have. But yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't care about the wedding. It was the thing that happened. So we're just going to leave that there and move right along. Belle is having nightmares about her mother being possessed. She goes to see her mom and runs into Steve. Steve is shocked to find out John is out of town on a case, but plays it off. He later tells Kayla something isn't right because nobody at the office knows of any case and John isn't answering his phone. I love that Belle's guard is up. Like she 100% knows that something is not right. And we finally got the Soap Opera Digest spoiler picture like a month late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love all of this. I have a feeling she's going to be the one to figure everything out because she's been the number one person who's been suspicious all along, especially since she encountered like Mardevil in yeah. the whole costume. Costume. So, like, I, I someone pointed out, pointed this out, and it's odd that Belle wasn't in the previews, um, because she's more suspicious of Mardevil than Steve has been. Steve is like, it, it, it's weird that she wasn't mentioned, or Sean and Belle wasn't mentioned, but Steve was. Because I think Steve is actively going to be the one to be looking for John. Belle is kind of what clued him in that something isn't right but much it's kind of going to be similar to when he realized that something wasn't right with Bo he he now knows that something's not right and he and Kayla are going to try to figure out what's going on but he doesn't want to alarm anybody so he's not really going to say much of anything they're playing the right beats with Belle right now um I'm I think she I don't think Brady will figure it out so I think Belle which is dumb he's not yeah (laughs) I'm sorry I think he's gonna realize something with is a little bit off I mean when Marlena suggests that he should do Chloe on the conference room table with basic black what (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's how his fantasy happens I think like I think Marvel is Marvel is out of control (laughs) (laughs) do you mean that particular spoiler article I didn't know she told it. I thought it was just, you know, Ron doing his usual fake out. Oh, Brady's having a um, daydream. No, it was Mardevil's advice that spawns the fantasy. And then he actually tells Chloe about the fantasy, which is the conversation that Philip overhears. But Chloe then also tells Brady about Rafe and Nicole. This is insane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That feeling for Belle will not go away. She's been, she knows something is off um yeah she she definitely knows that something is off and i'm glad because like and i'm gonna sound like a broken record here because i said it before i'll say it again she played such a pivotal part to the possession the last time as a child that i need her to be a pivotal part as an adult and i'm glad that those beats are being played yeah Same. same jinx <laughs> dylan what are your thoughts Mardevil is just running wild through these things like <laughs> in the 80s and I'm just creating chaos for no reason. 
just chaos and I love it. You know it's that so violence and chaos meme? Yeah. That's <laughs> Mar Devil. <laughs> Honestly. No, Mar Devil is that meme from that um, I think it was a Ghanaian remake of Mortal Kombat where the guy's like, I don't want peace, I want problems always. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mar Devil. Mar Devil does not want peace. Mar Devil wants problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love it. I love the message it creates for everyone. It's just it's so much fun. And like Steve better watch his back because between Steve and Eli, they they are meddling in Mar Devil's business. And- well it looks like it looks like Kayla's gonna get caught up in the middle of this because oh. in that because oh. in that that video that they posted when they were filming Christmas, it looked like Kayla had stitches. Oh, Ooh. And Eli is actually going to try to help Julie get to see Doug. So he's still. Yeah, I did see that spoiler. <laughs> they, they meddling in my devil. He's not going well. Says, like, Eli promises to take Julie to see Doug. Ooh. Yeah, not going to be happy. Eli about to get some Lucifer hands. <laughs> but, but, well, that might be what prompts her to. Because Eli does that, what, this week coming? I yeah, think that could be what prompts it. That's cause... got to be what prompts the devil to cause chaos at the wedding. Oh my god, Eli! To distract, to distract <laughs> Eli, Eli because Eli's not getting the fuck out of her way. So yeah. she's gonna, she is going to cause chaos and give him a distraction. Oh, this is a mess, and I love it. <laughs> I think that's it for this particular topic. So now we can move on to our last little topic here. Ben and Sierra go to the hospital to confirm they are having a baby. Kayla confirms and they are thrilled. They head home and are shocked when Susan shows up with a warning. I just want to say that ending scene on Friday was hilarious. Rob's face when, when like he opened the door, Susan comes running in and like grabs his face and then goes running over to Sierra. The look on his face, I was on the floor. It was hilarious. I cannot wait for next week. I will give him his props. Rob does what the fuck is going on in here on this day scenes <laughs> really, really well. Him and Lamont are my favorite. His whole face was like, I know this is not happening right now. Am I high? What is going on? <laughs> and based on what Rob said in Slip Upper Digest for how the scenes go next week, it's going to be even more hilarious because Susan's going to catch a vibe off the baby and full on pass out basically in Ben's arms. Like Ben has to <laughs> Ben is going to have to catch her and it's hilarious. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. This is the reason why pregnancy, planned pregnancies are my least favorite trope because on a soap, it's kind of boring. Uh, I And that's what these scenes were to me. I kind of wish they had built more to um, Sean and Sierra sharing scenes again because it, we're starting to see more. And it's like, it's kind of random because we don't have- I mean, it's been more- pretty cons- it's been pretty consistent since her return because they, they, I mean, they shared scenes when she had amnesia and then basically- I mean, it's been I, pretty consistent since she returned. I do agree they needed to do it before she blew up, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's because Hope is not around. That's They're trying to fill her shoes with these scenes and have Sean 
like be a part bigger part of it than he originally would have I kind of feel like I would need more than just what we're getting with them because I I don't really care about Sierra as I've been saying many times and the pairing as well but I do like her see- sibling scenes with Sean I just and wish that, no, they did it much better than they are currently I will say my favorite thing though I love that I love that Sean was there when they confirmed that she was pregnant and I love that Kayla was the one who told her like the whole family vibe like her sitting there and holding her brother's hand and holding her husband's hand and then Kayla coming up and like getting to share the news like the whole family vibe was very prevalent for me in that scene and I loved it because the family aspect of days is one of my favorite aspects of days and it's something that when days chooses to lean into it they do it really, really well. And this was a reminder of that for me. So it was one of my favorite moments of the whole episode on Friday. This kind of go back, goes back to saying like, uh, to what I said before. For me, I feel like they have had isolated and still do because they're basically on isolation land. But they have isolated Sierra so much from her family for such a long time that it feels, it doesn't feel organic. It feels like... Sh- I mean, if you love the characters, it works, but it doesn't really hit home when she's been in isolation land for so long. And I feel like what we're seeing now is the writers trying to um, get her out a bit from her from the isolation. It doesn't. It doesn't really click for me. I need more, especially with Sean and Sierra, if they're gonna continue interacting in this in this way nick dylan what do you guys think um ben let out this guttural serial Uh, killer squall in the hospital after the news came out when (laughs) he cheered and i that made the fangirl and me that was a bit creepy sir (laughs) someone point it's interesting because someone pointed out that ben is acting that the same way with Sierra's pregnancy as he did with Abby's. No, he's not. No, at all. Well, I'm okay. gonna like he's he's not in the beginning. Able, the, he's just, actually I'm just able saying. to be happy about it because, like, he well, for, first of all, he actually knows this is his kid, and he doesn't have to wonder. Yeah, he doesn't. But he seemed he always seemed possessive over Abby when they were falling apart, and like because, very insecure about whatever was going it's on. Kind of playing. Like I did not like that's one. I forgot about that. I do not like that whole. Um, you're not gonna do a thing. I'm gonna do. Uh, no, Sierra is more than capable to do things. See like, that? that I, I just, read as cute, overprotective dad. It did not for me. I especially with him. No, there's something they cannot do with him, and I just, uh, I just, it didn't sit right with me. I don't agree. I don't even remember if I watched those scenes. It was Friday. I mean, I watched the episode, but <laughs> it, it was it was it was right before it was the scene right, right before, before Susan showed up. Right before Susan showed up. Okay, so I had tuned up no, by he, the end of that. He basically said to her, like, he basically, yeah, he basically didn't want said her he's to not do gonna, anything. He's not going to, like, let her lift a finger until after the baby's born. And she went to go answer the door. And he said, nope, nope, I'm going to do it. And he went to go get the door. And it was Susan. Yeah, it just, I don't know. Oh. It's just weird. Like, she can do it. 
no, I, I did not like that. But um, I could have liked the scenes at the hospital had they built built him up better with Sean and Sierra this past few like this pa- these past few years, honestly. Well, I mean, okay. To be fair, Sean was not in town for a majority of that time. So, what exactly were they supposed to do? Sean did not come back in town full time until 2020, right before her wedding. And then she was gone. So they, what exactly were they supposed to do? They shouldn't shouldn't have isolated her that much. But That's okay, it. but, but you, I'm want not gonna to go inter- that- you want her to interact with a character that was literally not on screen. That is my point. But I'm saying whenever they were on screen. That's the point. She's been so isolated that she had no clue, basically, what happened with her family. Like, for instance, the time jump. She had no clue what was happening. Um, Sean showed showed up and he knew instantly. So like they've written her so far detached from her family when they've been in town. She's basically been centered around Ben that her family came second and that annoyed me with the character. And right now they're trying, but it's not hitting home because she was so detached. So that's why I feel like they should have done a better job because right now it just feels like, okay, we've heard you, we've heard your complaints, here you go. But it doesn't feel I mean, at least they're at least they're trying to fix it. I know. Would you rather to- would you rather them just keep her isolated? No, but they're still gonna keep her isolated because yeah, I I just it's kind of disappointing because I Sean and Sierra like they're Sibling dynamic is one of the few things I enjoy about Sierra and they're not doing it well for me. So, yeah. So it could have been much better, but uh, I guess it is what it is. Dylan, do you have anything you want to add before I wrap it up? No, I'm good. Okay. Always like to double check. So now we're going to head into our segments. First up, good, bad, and ugly. Dylan, why don't you kick us off? Okay, my good is going to be um all of the zombie stuff (laughs) like yeah there were some things that could have been better but overall I this is so weird to say but I I enjoyed the zombies I enjoyed I like like the undead coming back okay the things we the things we say as a soap fan I'm way too high for this (laughs) y'all If they were a moment that was quite pleasing to me. I, I like. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> Michael chatted with me earlier. I guess you're picking up. <laughs> but yeah, that was my good. Um, my bad. I. It's not really a bad. I just I I want more and like, the reveal with. Jack, Gwen, and Abby, I need more Jack and Abby. I need for there to be a bigger reaction from him about what he did specifically to her. Because that relationship took a lot of damage. And I, I need to see him acknowledge the part that he played in it and try to repair it. And my ugly... This whole Rafe Nicole conference, I, I didn't need it. I didn't. Rain bleach was needed. It. So they could have kept all of that, and I would have been fine. 
at least we can say it was the devil's fault. <laughs> the devil <laughs> literally made them. Well, we really can. <laughs> Nick, what about you? What's your good, bad, and ugly? Uh, my good was the Abe Nicole scenes. I really did like those, um, especially considering what's coming up for Lonnie. I hope we can play into that more. Um, the Gwen being exposed to stuff. I really liked how Abigail was determined to just figure out the truth. Like she never let it go. And it could have come off as paranoid, but it didn't. Um, and it was as even though I do like Gwen as a character, it was nice to see her get her comeuppance because she's it's been a long time coming. She deserved it. Literal year. <laughs> but she's it was nice to see Emily O'Brien play those scenes. It was nice seeing Matt Ashford in those scenes because I'm a, I've never been a big fan of Jack, um, but I did really like him in those scenes. Um, my bad, um, my bad was Deimos. He kind of ruined the trio for me. Like, <laughs> like that was pointless I, I uh, he literally he literally was a plot point to get us like when you have to have a zombie be the reason that somebody has the oh reason that you're having sex maybe that's not a couple you should have <laughs> and, and i and thing is i did like their scenes but demos just felt so like we needed demos to get to this this was stupid um, i wish demos had had scenes with victor that or like somebody else who else did he deal with in town was it just yeah that could have been an angle um like when chloe when chloe was pregnant with holly um she actually thought it was demos's for a hot second oh that's weird yeah because she had done the ivf treatment it didn't take then she slept with them then she slept with demos and then she found out she was pregnant. She assumed it was Damos's kid, and then Philip claimed paternity on that kid. And then they did the paternity test, found out that it wasn't Philip's. And then the paternity test, we didn't find out at the time, but she got the paternity test. Uh, she got the Damos paternity test and then promptly left town. And then we found out months later that it was actually genuine Nicole's baby. Oh, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, that was my bad, right? Um, yes, that was your bad. Ugly was Nick Fallon not being successful in killing Jake. Um, <laughs> just, just, I'm trying. It, it, it just it's not working. I'm really trying. I don't care about Jacob. I just go away. You just need to realize that this character is a flaw. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and all right, what's your good, bad, and ugly? So my good, um, I would say um the zombies returning and <laughs> haunting these characters, except for Deimos. His his part was not that good. Um I really I really enjoyed Nick. Especially his scenes with Marlena, those like those two or, were just hilarious. unexpectedly hilarious, and I loved it. That was so weird. <laughs> um, 
I loved seeing um, Nicole share scenes with Abe. And like Nick said, they should build on this when the truth comes out and have also have her, like we talked about before, maybe a former friendship with Lonnie. I would love that. Those scenes were great. I did not care for the topic at hand because they were talking about rape. But I guess, like, I just loved seeing them. I mean, she was, they were so sweet. Oh, so heartwarming. Um, I, <laughs> sorry, I need to collect myself. I also, even if I don't care about the story or lack of, lack thereof, I did like when Victor tried to object and um, Justin was like, stop it. Or like something like that. He's told him without even looking at Victor. He just knew he did it. So that was hilarious. Um, and what else happened this week? Okay, I mentioned the zombies. Um, Abe and this. Abby Sean and Eli. Oh, that was great. Oh my God. Thank you. Sean and Eli. I, there was a lot. Sean and Eli. Philip and Eli. I love those scenes. Honestly, I wanted some type of friendship with all of these characters. I just need it, especially Sean and Eli. Um, um, and also, yeah, I I love seeing Abby dragging Gwen for filth, and she was spilling the tea, and she told Jack everything, and it was like, especially her part was great. Um, the bad. Uh, I would have to say, I would have to say the sin part, sin scenes this week, it was just one episode, but like this, like I said, this is why I don't care about planned pregnancies. They're boring and they don't do much for me. Um, I would have liked it much better had like Sean and Sierra scenes, I would have liked it much better had they gonna gone about this differently and had Sierra not been so isolated this would have worked much better but okay they they're trying but it's not clicking yeah that's my bad um the ugly it's not a scene per se good lord Camilla Banos what the fuck are you doing You literally could have just stopped and Camilla Batters and been fine, to be honest. <laughs> that was some scene chewery. And my ears were not happy. No. Don't ever... Okay, I know, I know you overreact. No, not overreact. Overact. Overact. I know it. I know it's a soap. But sometimes you just... You just need to find that balance of when to overact and when to like, because that was not it. My ears were bleeding and that is not good acting. That is, oh, that was too much, too much. Just dial it down. Thank you. Because my ears, ears will be so much happier. That was my ugly for, oh, yeah. That scene was the ugly. I didn't have, I mean, also the recall sex, but like, oh, I, I think that's everybody's ugly. Just yeah, 
But like that goes without saying. That bothered me so much because I could not even. It was hard to watch those scenes. I enjoyed Nick and I enjoyed Blake, but when it came, when it was like Camilla's turn to talk and she was screeching half of the time, I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" It it was not her finest moment. (laughs) That's for sure. That got my ugly for this week, and yeah, so I'm done. Okay, my good, um, I think I did this last week, so I think it's going to end up being a two-peat for me. Uh, the use of flashbacks of actual history, like the way that they use flashbacks to remind us of the history with Nick and Deimos, for, especially if there are characters who are watching now who were not watching during their original stints. I love when they can actually flashback to history and have it mean something. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to that because that's awesome. My bad, Deimos, my bad is going <laughs> to lead into my ugly because again, if if you if seeing a dead person is what leads you to having sex, that is not a thing that should be happening. Like you could literally lift Deimos out of the whole Days of the Walking Dead story and nothing really changes. It wouldn't have because he he was so unnecessary. It literally it was literally screaming. We want Rafe and Nicole to screw. God only knows why, but that's what they want. We have to get them there. So this oh, is what we're going shame. to use. <laughs> <laughs> so this, what'd you say, Nick? I said, don't kink shame. <laughs> so this is so this is what we're going to use to get them there. And well. That was a choice they made, and I would have rather not have seen it. And the ugly for me was the Rafe and Nicole sex, and honestly, just the zombies get me hot trope in general this week, because we had it with Allie and Tripp and Rafe and Nicole, and I just, there is nothing sexy about zombies. Is this technically necromancy? <laughs> or necrophilia? What's what? It- <laughs> territory but just no i'm not high enough for that conversation (laughs) i'm googling the definitions (laughs) well while you do that we are going to move on to our watching it wrong dylan do you have one this week i actually don't i wasn't really like in the tag looking around this week so okay what about you I don't think I have one either. I'm trying. No. Well, y'all might be able to co-sign onto mine then. Nick, do you have one offhand while you're Googling or do you want me to go first? (laughs) No, I don't have one. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Mine is, I happened to see this scrolling. People were calling Abby a hypocrite for how she was handling Gwen as if she doesn't have a right to direct to drag Gwen to hell and back again after everything that Gwen has done to her? Like, yes, has Abigail done some shady shit in the past that she should have taken more responsibility for? Absolutely. Does that mean she is not entitled to drag Gwen to hell and back for everything that she did? Absolutely the fuck not. Just say you hate Abigail and go. Yeah, honestly, because there's there's been a lot of... (laughs) weird takes on Abby because it's like okay if she 
exposes Gwen, then she's being a bitter, vengeful bitch. But if she lets her make it, she's being a doormat and a victim. Like, is it Uchi Wally or one Mike? Y'all, y'all gotta pick a struggle. Y'all gotta pick a lane. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I mean, I'm just <laughs> like it, it, y'all, y'all, gotta, y'all have to pick a side. Like you, you want her to fight back, but you don't want her to fight back. Like, come on now. And if that was a character they actually enjoyed, they wouldn't be bitching as much. But because exactly. it's Abby, you, say you hate Abby and go. Like literally, I don't understand the issue with just saying you hate something instead of twisting yourself into a pretzel to justify not liking something. Just say you don't like it. It's really not that hard. I see it on. I see it in the general hospital tag with Spencer and Ooh. Trina. like it's instead of speaking and because it's a truth that nobody wants to talk about as to the reason why they don't want spencer and trina together they come up with a bunch of bullshit excuses to justify it and you get and everybody gets dragged for it well you get circus over there all these hoops are being jumped through for no reason (laughs) exactly when literally if you would just speak your truth with your whole chest you will not get dragged it's that simple because oh well this dragged. is well granted they dragged. may get dragged however <laughs> but it, it'll mean, be for the right reasons it'll be for the right yeah exactly because a lot of times walking in your truth because a lot of times when people get dragged it's because the you can see that what they're saying is complete and utter bullshit and literally just an excuse to hide the truth and those abby tweets triggered me that i saw floating through my timeline this week because I almost didn't have one either because I was in a very it's it's I was trying to stay in a happy place because I've got some stuff going on offline that I was trying to keep my online place happy and perky. And so I was not trying to engage in the toxicity much this week. So I almost didn't have one, but I happened to find one at the very last second. Nick, did you ever actually find the definition before we wrap up? I closed that. (laughs) (laughs) So we are okay. In that case, does anybody have any final thoughts before we wrap up this podcast? I can. Um, Oh, good. I was just going to say I cannot wait until the week of November 15th and the day of day events. I am so excited because that week is going to be full of drama and fun soap content and i'm i'm looking forward to it yeah it's gonna be a good week also the definition but like technically it no it's technically not necrophilia um but it's just weird but yeah it's not necrophilia i thought it was <laughs> <laughs> I could say something, but I'll wait till we're off after that. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh. Do you have anything else to say before I wrap this up? No, I think we're good. All right. So in that case, we will talk to y'all in about a week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All hell, my devil, and her merry band of ancient niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>